Hey, y'all, I'm going to take a second to give a quick shout out to the official mortgage lender of the Hunt Lifty podcast. That's Casey Burns of Prime Lending Mortgage. I've known Casey for 10 years and he's the only lender I use. I've used Casey to purchase two houses and the process has been seamless and easy each time. He's the heart of an educator and he truly cares about what's best for his clients. He specializes in VA loans, but can handle FHA, conventional investment loans as well. He's a true expert and specialist in his field, and there's no one I recommend more than Casey. You can contact Casey at casey.burns at primelending.com. Reach him by phone at 919-710-1864. You can also check out all his reviews at www.closewithcasey.com. Thanks, y'all. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Hunt Lefty Podcast. For the first time in a long time, I'm back hosting. Today, I've got usual suspects of uh, Carter and Derek, and then we brought Perry and Evan back on to celebrate our 100th episode of this fucking deal. Wild. Woo! I can't believe 100. we've we've done 100 of these. Like, And then <laughs> at least one person has listened to all of them. That's fucking I can't insane. Even, I can't even count that high. I don't even know how to count to 100. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's it's nuts. I mean, that's it's a hundred weeks of podcasting, crazy. Two over two years worth. Where did you guys do the first one? Were you at the you were at Peach Bottom in the in the shed in the barn? Yeah, we never released that one. I actually just found it, so I'm gonna try to get that one uh, kind of tweaked up, and then we'll throw it up out as a bonus in the next couple of weeks. That's the one where uh, we were talking about when I saw the squirrels banging in the woods, right? <laughs> Probably. I don't know. We, we told Fuck. a lot of stories and we drank a Fucking lot of beer. Spoilers, Evan. Jesus. Now no one's going to well, listen. I mean, I'm listen. I'm telling you right now, that was a once in a lifetime. I spent a lot of hours in the woods and that was that was something special. I had never seen squirrels just getting after it. And it was a sight. If you've never seen it, I recommend it. You know, <laughs> That's the quality content people want. That's right. Maybe, maybe start a new search bar in my Googles. <laughs> Oh, only squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. We'll have There's to see a lot if of we're sober enough to understand the words on that one. We actually were, I think. Kind of. Sort of. We started out sober because we had just finished hunting, and then we ended up getting so tuned up we didn't hunt that evening like we planned on. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it goes sometimes, though. But, no, I mean, it's it's been a hell of a ride, um, you know, and – I've had the unique opportunity to have started this thing and then had to have stepped away for a while. And car, obviously Carter and Bobby took it and ran with it. You guys have been in and out on jumping on episodes. Perry was hosting for a, for a while and then his schedule got pretty fucking nuts. So it's just been this revolving door of dudes helping out and building and carrying this thing. So it's just been badass to see. Perry coast well, for like, 20 episodes and i don't think he said 17 fucking words in all of those episodes combined that's how you do it man that's the mark of a good host (laughs) that's right you gotta let your guests tell the story yeah that's right and when when evan's on well that you know that's gonna happen anyway so hey man never let never was was luke always say me and me and luke never let the truth get in the way of a good story 100 (laughs) percent The details you never, matter, you know. You never let a time limit get in the way of a good story either. Details matter, you know. Yeah, just like the uh, the uh, chick with no legs story. The detail it's all in the details. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll save that one for a different podcast. Let me if we do a, a straight up just a HLE <laughs> drunk nights podcast. Yeah, 
That should be the next spinoff, Luke. I don't know if my liver can handle it. Expo season has been kicking my ass. What have you guys been into? Let's we're just gonna shoot the shit on this one, kind of catch up. This is this is real throwback to the olden days where we would just get on here, have some drinks, and shoot the shit. So um, let's start. Uh, Derek, what's going on in your life? You, you prepping for turkey season? Or are you just going to shoot them off the back porch again? You know good and goddamn well what I'm going to do. I'm going to wait till they come <laughs> in the backyard. I'm going to tell Quinn to plug her ears, and I'm going to fucking shoot that son of a bitch off my back porch because that is turkey hunting, baby. <laughs> for Derek. One of these days we're going to get you out there, and I'm actually going to call for you, and you're going to get the experience of a – of a big old spring thunder chicken coming in hot and heavy. Yeah. Googling cool its head off. I'll be all right with that. <laughs> I'm just not going to seek it out. So I'm just, I got a pack of 30 that walk through and fucking when, when I'm feeling froggy, I just shoot one of them. <laughs> a pack of turkeys, huh? Is that the, yeah, uh, just about is that the biological term for them? Yeah. <laughs> a, a gander? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> a gander, a turkey, no, a gaggle. That's, yeah, that's that's gooses. Uh, I don't know. There's a fuck ton that come through. See, I, I'll tell I you, it's I a fuck, like, yeah. Jenna wants to. I like when Derek's day. on the podcast. I was gonna say I like when Derek's on the podcast because he makes me sound educated. Yeah, it doesn't take much. <laughs> but I got so pissed off the other day. So, like, whenever you're talking to a stranger, and like, hey. They, they're, they're, you're making small talk and you're like, you know, Hey, how's your day? There's two answers to that. Your day is either good or fine. And like, if you're having a good day, then you say good. And if your fucking mom literally just died in front of you, you say fine. You don't burden that fucking stranger making niceties with you with your problems. Wrong. Fuck. I, apparently I was wrong because this dude just unloaded on me with like how his day was going. I'm like, dude, I I'm going to drive away. I, I don't want fucking coffee this bad <laughs> to listen to your problem. I got fucking problems of my own. I got a screaming kid in the back and a, a fiance that's probably going to be pissed off at me in five minutes for whatever dumb shit I'm about to do. So like, I don't need to listen to your problems too. <laughs> so how was your day, Derek? Uh, it was good. It was good. It was good. It was good. Good. See, that's, it's, that, it's that fucking easy. I was I was expecting him to say it was fine. <laughs> no, I had some crabs, so it was good. And not the itchy kind. I've had those before. My day would have been fine had I had those crabs. Yeah, you and everyone else in 3rd Battalion. Hey, that's because we're all banging the same five chicks. <laughs> and each other. <laughs> yeah, and each other. <laughs> oh, man. What about you, Carter? How's your day? <laughs> Dude, my day was good good day good day i uh I, I love my knife by the way yeah that thing turned dude, out dope dude yeah, same derek man fucking sweet fucking dude. Sick. for for a minute i forgot derek made knives and i just thought carter was talking about inanimate objects that he loves how was your day i love my knife <laughs> Okay, Carter. That's good, buddy. I like it too. I just want you guys to know. No, Derek sure. sent me a badass new uh, new HLE Fenrir. It's like orange and multi orange and black handle. 
Yeah, I saw it. Was it the one you had on uh, on the forum, Derek? I don't think so. No. Nah, his one with the orange. Yeah, him. His one. I saw it. One with the orange handle. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, that orange and black looks good, man. Yeah, it looks great together. Especially when it's textured like that and shows like the different layers. Hopefully, I'll get to use it this weekend with Luke stabbing some pigs and gators in the head. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're going we're going down to Florida. We're gonna kill I'm gonna kill a gator. He's gonna kill some pigs. I might just continue my, you know, run of bad financial decisions and pay to kill some pigs too. We'll see. Hey, will you save me some gator tail? And I still got that bear meat for you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, I'm going to send everything back with Carter because then we're going to be linking up for the Mountain Archery Fest shoot in Rome, Georgia in April. I think third week in April, 22nd, something like that. So, yeah, all you guys out there, if you're in the southeast, you should definitely check out that shoot with Mountain Archery Fest. That's going to be a good time. We're running a a fitness challenge as part of it. There's going to be some cool prizes. So uh, that's going to be a sweet partnership for us going forward. We're doing two shoots with math this year. We're going to do all of them next year. Uh, and then have some some different sub events geared around fitness and shit. So we'll be out there selling stuff. Have a lot of the boys. Perry's going to be down there. If you dead hang on the pull up bar for thirty seconds, you get to stroke his beard. Hell yeah! <laughs> Is that for anybody? Any stranger out there? Any anybody. stranger out there, man? Start <laughs> trading now. You don't want to miss out. I'm going to start recruiting homeless guys in Atlanta on the way. <laughs> We'll swing by College Park on the way up 75 and grab some people, toss them in the trailer. I don't know the rating of this podcast, but there's there's a few things I want to say there, but I'm not sure if I should or not. It's a for everybody. It's definitely... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, we heard yeah. what's new with Derek. What's new with, what's new with you, Luke? What else is going on other than the math coming up? and Man, just – burning the candle for both ends right now. So I'm getting ready to move down to Louisiana. I tried to get out of the army and they told me to go fuck myself. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> instead they, they threw in the consolation prize of moving down to Fort Polk, which is going to be a blast. I'm super excited for that. So uh, I actually sign out on part for the course. Leave for the on army. Oh yeah. I expected nothing less. I was mad for about a day and then I was like, fuck it. There's good duck hunting shit down there. So, you know, whatever. John Ritter's down there, so we're planning on getting after some bow fishing, a bunch of other shit. And that's like, living. that's like army logic too. Like, hey, you want to get out? You know what would probably make you want to stay in? Moving to Fort Polk. This <laughs> this will convince you to re up. We were just talking about this at work. Like the army struggling with, or the military in general struggling with retention right now, and we we're like. You know, I, I can just imagine the conversations that are being had in the Pentagon. Like, what, man, what's what's something we could do to help out with numbers right now? It's like, Hand should tattoos. We, should we pay them more? <laughs> nah, let's not do that. No one likes money. <laughs> could you imagine Dude, being got... so disconnected? Like, I wonder why nobody wants to join an organization <laughs> that doesn't let you have any body autonomy or fucking is going completely woke and they should pay a shit. Hmm. What can we do different? Dude, I got into an argument with uh I won't I won't name the general's name. 
at least not on this podcast. Give me a year when I'm completely out. But <laughs> I don't want to end up. I don't want to end up at like Irwin or some shit. But so fucking this guy came and talked to all the commanders when I was overseas, <clears throat> and we had like you know lunch or dinner or some shit with him. And he's like opens it up right. He wants to hear from the men. And I'm like, why the hell is there zero financial incentive for these European rotations? Nine months overseas, away from your families. At least in Afghanistan, we've got combat pay, hazardous duty pay, no tax. We're being fucking taxed. Nine months in Europe. And we're still getting federal taxes taken out of our money. And I start bringing this shit up. And he starts giving me, you talk about disconnect, some bullshit about patriotism because of 9-11. And I'm like, you, and I didn't say this, obviously, because he's a fucking two or three star. I don't remember. But I was like, you realize like these, these privates that are coming in right now weren't even alive when 9-11 happened. And like even the guys that were kept re-enlisting during GWAT, it wasn't because of patriotism. It's because they wanted to shoot motherfuckers in the face and they were getting fat stacks of cash when they came back after that deployment and they didn't have any expenses and they were getting all that extra pay. And now you're expecting these guys to do steady state rotations to Europe, which maybe your unit gives you good opportunities to travel. Some of them fucking don't. So you don't get anything out of this shit. It's as stupid as a Afghan rotation as far as like the restrictions, but then you're getting zero incentivized pay. Like it's, it's asinine. And then these guys have no idea why the retention's bad. And then what's their fucking idea? Like we're going to take away corrective training, physical training, and we're going to give them fucking hand tattoos and neck tattoos. Like, yeah, that'll fucking do it. How am I supposed to go home and buy a Dodge charger? If you don't give me no extra money when I go to Europe. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's wild. Good times. Yeah, I'm ready to be hey, done. I'll be honest. They did just increase the paternity leave, so that was nice. See, as how I just had a baby. That is super nice because I'm getting ready to have a baby. So that's kind of my plan is you know, going down to Fort Polk. I'm not going to work at all. We were talking what? about, you know, if you were if you were a real scumbag because the rule applies to adoption. And let's say you were, you know, getting ready to get out. <laughs> you were single or not single. It doesn't matter. <laughs> For your last three or four years of your army career, you just adopted a 17 year old <laughs> every six months. <laughs> <laughs> and you just Dude, tell so- it, you just tell the 17 year old, like, listen, man, you're going to get a quarter of my GI bill split between you and the other 17 year olds I adopt in the next four <laughs> years. And you're going to get free health insurance. <laughs> so it's pretty good incentive. You know what I mean? And you can get yeah, out of the barracks, dude. You can get out of the barracks with BAH with that. <laughs> and then you just you run out the last four years of your career on paternity leave, you know? The the baby leave that because it's not paternity, it's just it's just caregiver leave. So mom or dad gets that same twelve weeks. So if you're a, a woman in the army, we worked this up, my buddy Zach and I. Between the convalescent leave you get postpartum, the fact that while you're uh breastfeeding you're non-deployable and you can't go to the field and then your 12 weeks of leave if you timed your children right and had like i think it was like four to five kids you could effectively work and have a 20-year career and never have to go to the field and never have to deploy the math for that checks it's fucking wild so for all you ladies all six of you that listen to this podcast (laughs) I don't think any of you are in the military, but if you're in, talking, 20 years, just talking split your kids up. Yeah, split <laughs> them kids up and just work that system. Yeah. <laughs> what is the paternity oh, leave, Evan? It's, 
12 weeks, three months, and you can take weeks? it. Nine, That's forever. You can take it nine. Yeah, you can take it yeah. nine consecutively anytime in the first year. And there's so, nothing no. like you. It's not entirely true. So when the Army dropped their policy, so it is you get a certain amount immediately and then commander's discretion based on like key training events and like certain things. But yeah, but they can't deny they have to give it to you. They can't deny it. So like you 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 are like legally they cannot if you decide to take all twelve weeks, you are entitled to that. And there's nothing your commander can do about it. Well, he as can make it, you. He can have you break it up. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah, saying. But yeah. Yeah. But within that first year, they have to you, give you twelve weeks. Yeah. If you want to take twelve, he can't restrict you to ten. No. Yep. So you get three months off in that first year of your baby's life. It's pretty wild. Like it, on certain levels, I think that it's cool. You know that they're doing that because obviously there's been the pendulum was in the opposite direction of just like guys missing births their child children for like field training on station like that's absolutely unacceptable but then in a combat arms unit that's doing like you know steady state training with like gated stuff that you have to do for the readiness at the you know strategic level for that unit there's some problems you know and it's a problem set that just falls on the company commanders like i'm really glad i'm out of command i don't have to deal with this because it's like a nasty problem set for these guys to sit there and it's like let's say you have you know 10 dudes in your formation as a Bradley company commander that are all having a, a baby, which is not out of the realm of possibility within a, you know, a 12 month period. And then, you know, seven of those eight guys are on, on the platforms themselves on the vehicles. Now you've got to like rotate and figure out how you're going to get guys aligned to be able to shoot there. Cause like the way it works for those that aren't familiar is like when you shoot a crew and you qualify that crew on that vehicle platform, you can't break that crew. Like they have to stay there forever. Um, not forever, but for like the net foreseeable future for that training cycle <clears throat> until you can reshoot, requalify a crew because it's a readiness thing. Because you always have to have somebody on that platform ready to go. So it's it's a it's a fucking nightmare, absolute nightmare. But I don't know. I guess it's like everything else is just going to fall to the first sergeants and the company commanders to figure the fuck out. True that. Well, what's new with you there, Beardy? Not much, man been uh recovering today got two freaking tore up last night but you know that happens so especially when you can't handle your liquor like you yeah 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 well puke and parry yeah puke and parry is right i still have your puke stains on one pair of my fucking shit kickers good (laughs) i'm glad it's 115 it only takes a thimble to get them drunk (laughs) i guarantee there's still some wherever that Wherever that Tacoma I had, Perry, I guarantee there's some Perry particles floating around in that st- that thing still. Oh, yeah. Bound to be. I have never seen anything like that in my life. That that Tacoma had really deep door pockets. And on his <laughs> I, on his 21st birthday, I will never volunteer to DD for another 21st birthday and drive my own vehicle. And uh, he filled up my door pockets. In his barracks parking lot at Virginia Tech, I had to take the door off the hinges with like some busted tool set I had in my truck and dump the door pocket out. <laughs> it was nuts. Puke and Perry. Dude, nothing beats my bachelor party though. All right. We don't need to tell every story. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be another one. When we do uh, the HLE after hours drunk podcast series. 
Isn't so, Carter a puker too? Aren't you? Haven't I heard some Carter puking stories? Carter did not. Uh, I will. I will puke a hundred percent. Like if if I if I feel like shit, I'll be like that puke, and then we'll just keep on rolling. Too easy. Fuck but Carter's Carter's Carter? not a quiet puker. No, no, it's I, a full I, body experience. Like it's like an the fucking exorcism of Emily Rose. That dude's just like rah. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> His like spine starts popping out of his back. He wretches okay. up. He starts moving around like Smeagol. Like it's fucking wild. It's like <laughs> really an indoor werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> like a him, cat getting rid of a hairball. Dude, him yeah, puking dude, I, in front I, of those I, fucking buffalo yeah. while I was smoking a herd of buffalo. It was like one of my favorite pig. memories. Oh my god, dude, that was an amazing experience. Yeah, I don't. I think we actually told this story, but basically we were down there. We we're doing a high fence. I, this was not really hunting, right? We were riding around side by side shooting pigs. So that it was a good time. A fever dream. It was wild. Yeah. Well, the first night we just literally didn't go to bed and just got absolutely ripped. And I've killed a lot of pigs. So I was like, boys, I'm going to sleep. And everybody else went out like, you know, good hunters to hunt. And my, I felt a lot better. Later that day, or was it the next day? I don't even remember. It all blurred together. But we... Derek's shooting a pig that doesn't want to die, and he's not shooting it well. No, There's I was like shooting it well. He just he fucking wanted to live, man. He wanted to live. This, there's there's like a herd of American bison that like runs in for some reason was attracted to like the racket, and then as we're killing this pig, Carter is throwing I, up. The bison's <laughs> running in. The pig is just squealing. I don't know what's louder, Carter or the pig. This is a fucking <laughs> sight to behold. See, this is what I've been saying. We could, if we, well, I was going to say, if we could ever finance a camera crew to follow, you know, a certain few of us. Oh, oh, we did. It was supposed to be Carter that weekend, and he took seven (laughs) pictures. (laughs) Well, I've been like, like video camera. You could have a new, like, it wouldn't be quite as spicy as Joe Exotic from Tiger King, but I mean, it would be. It would get some views on YouTube. I can tell you that if you created the had, HLE channel. I had too We're, many I mean, views in my hand to take pictures. We <laughs> we are definitely working on. We have a YouTube channel. There's just nothing on it. It's in the works. We're actually looking I got at starting. Seven our own pictures I can put on it. So. <laughs> All of them are like puke shots <laughs> of his Wait. boots. Random pictures <laughs> of the grass. <laughs> we we had like one way. video, and it was just like. He accidentally turned his phone on on the side by side. We drove to that convenience store that night, and fucking Carter oh had a beer gosh. with him. And the dude like walks. Carter, he walked in. Carter, he's like, Did Carter you had, that? I was like, no. He, I thought, he thought that like Carter had like pulled it out of a fucking case back there. He's like, I can't sell you that right now. It's too late. And he's like, No, no, I brought this with me. Like, Get the fuck out of the store. Oh my hell. <laughs> Oh man, dude! You keep it classy, Carter. The Hunt, Lift, Eat fucking TV show is gonna be half Jackass, half Joe Exotic, and a quarter meat eater. So, I think it'll be closer to like a Southern American redneck version of Trailer Park Boys, you know? <laughs> yeah, that would be especially great. We... I'd watch that. It would ebb and flow. We'd have like some real serious hunts where everybody takes it super seriously. And then we'd have those ones where we're, we're driving, we're getting driven around in side by sides, just blasting pigs for an obscene it, amount of money. Then that whole episode would be 
Caleb and Derek naked and shirtless having a pressure washer fight or something. <laughs> <laughs> our, our skins all burn off from the fucking bleach and pressure of that water. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. What's new with you, Carter? Perry's drunk. Luke's busy. Derek doesn't like conversations with people. I don't want to talk well, to nobody. Well, I got a newborn. <clears throat> I got a newborn, too, like you, so that adjustment between a two and a half year old and a newborn and meshing those schedules has been interesting over the last two months. It's been a challenge. That's been good, but I'm itching for spring, man, and hoping I can get up there and hunt with you and Perry a little bit. Yep. Oh, yeah. April. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love spending time up there at y'all's, at y'all's farm, man. I love it. Up when there. Does it feels this, at home. When does the season end in Virginia for turkey? May 6th. just, just it's May. No, I think it's the weekend after. Yeah, it's May thirteenth. I'm pretty 13th. sure. I think it's April eighth and May thirteenth. Yeah, when you I figure out what my schedule looks like, I'm gonna try to get out there maybe in May. April's pretty shot for me, because um, like Garrett and I are doing a little turkey tour. So to move my ass down there, it's gonna coincide with when we got to go to Rome for math, anyways. So I'm going to drive the HLE box trailer. Me and him are going to drive it down. Listen to this. This is a fucking shit show. This is my life right now. So we're driving down. We're going to stop in Oklahoma try to do some hunting. If it's in season. Texas is a super late season for Easterns. Um, so we're going to – the weekend before, actually, we're hunting Miriam's here in Colorado. We got an absolute hookup of a deal to come out to an outfitter for free and go kill Miriam. So that's going to be pretty cool. Uh, and then we're going to go down – Try to hunt Oklahoma, go to Louisiana, spend a couple days there hunting with John. I got to sign into post and sign back out of post. Then we're going to drive east. I've got to actually fly down to Tampa, grab the RV from my father-in-law because that's what he's letting me borrow while I'm living in Louisiana. I'm going to be living in a trailer. The old bang bus. Garrett's going to drive the truck and trailer. We're going to meet in Rome, do the math shoot. Then we're going to go try to hunt at Carter's. And we're gonna drive our asses back. It'll be a fucking shit show, but it should be a good time. Yeah, that sounds a uh, a little chaotic. There's a. It won't happen because it never happens this way. But there, within the realm of possibilities, we could do. We have we'll have the opportunity to kill, Easterns, Miriams, and Rios, all in the same year. And I was like, if if you know, the stars aligned and that all happened. I would just pay for the outfitter to fly down to South Georgia and go ahead and pop an Osceola for, to get the grand slam in the same damn year. That'd be badass. That would be really be badass. Super jealous. The Miriam is, is a very high odds hunt. I think, um, decent chance we'll kill Easterns. Rio's are going to be the hard ones. So hoping shoot better in Perry. Evan, you I know love turkeys, shoot better man. Have you thought about doing a, you know, a, a slam? Any, any, any one of the slams, Evan? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's something I think about a lot. Actually, I really want to every do day. Some, yeah, <laughs> almost. Yeah, I really want to do some traveling. He takes uh, his little turkey fan butt plug and just he <laughs> thinks about it. I do, dude. I'm telling you, I, this I guy loves fucking it. turkeys. <laughs> I do. I just walk around the house in my old turkey fan butt plug and strut around and gobble. 
<laughs> Only fans, maybe. Mm, but yeah. I play <laughs> on. There you it's go. a niche market, but <laughs> but yeah, I, I actually I was actually hoping to this spring be able to. Um, I wanted to go up to Nebraska and the Dakotas and turkey hunt. Um, what do they got there? What's that? Is it a different? They have Miriams up there. Subspecies? Okay. Yeah. In Nebraska? I think so. I, I think, think they'd be Rios. Maybe. Either way, they're not easy. No. But uh, a guy that hunts on one of our neighbor's property, um, I met him this last year and we got to talking and he and he told me he'd put me on some spots. And he last year, I think he killed five up there. He maybe kind of remember all the states he went, Arkansas, one of the Dakotas, Nebraska. Um, and he he's, he's a big turkey hunter and he told me he would – send me on some places that he goes, which is super nice of, and it's all public land hunts. It's definitely something I want to do. I don't know if it's going to be in the cards this year with the newborn and all that, but yeah, I'm definitely planning on um, getting after some turkeys this year. I'm, I'm working a few lines down here around Bragg um, to try to be able to hunt local and not just up in the mountains of Virginia, but I'm definitely going to be up in the mountains of Virginia as much as I can. Well, if you let me drink, I'll be your videographer, man. For free. Yeah, absolutely. I can guarantee you seven pictures. <laughs> Easy. Yeah, you just, just got to puke in the yard. I'm not cleaning up the cabin after you. <laughs> no, it's always outside. <laughs> yeah. I'm so it, it, it is Miriam's. Miriam's and Eastern's in Nebraska. So for anybody who's really I thought curious. It, yeah, I thought it was Miriam's up there. Yeah, you're That's right. What, everything that he killed was Miriam's out of that five. And I, I'm I'm sure there, there might be Eastern's up there too, but. Yeah, I mean, it, it's funny too. Uh, my son is six weeks old, and my wife got me this turkey poster um, that has like all the y'all probably seen them on online advertised. That's where I saw it, but it has like all the species of uh, turkeys, and then it has you know the details about them, and it's it's kind of like a pencil sketch looking thing. There's another one for the, white the Ryan Kirby art. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's awesome, man. We actually it really is. It's, we should throw really him cool. onto the podcast because that dude is actually cool, cool as shit. And he, I have his whitetail one, and it is legitimately helps me. Like I feel like I'm better at aging whitetails based off his graphics. And yeah, well, I mean, I love the turkey one, and it's really funny too because it's it's kind of hanging in our little foyer area, and you can see it from the couch. And my newborn just sits there and stares at it. And I took him over there the other day just to see, like, just to confirm that that's what he was looking at. And when I got closer to it, he started laughing. It was hilarious. So it looks like he's going to be a little turkey boy too. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> that's awesome, man. That's even like just, we were at the Colorado Bow Hunters Association banquet. We got back today. Um, so yesterday was the banquet we set up Friday and <clears throat> just having Barrett running around out, the, you know, there. And he was looking at all the taxidermy, the taxidermy wall there was fucking unbelievable there was yep. a buffalo it was it didn't look real i mean this thing had no neck like i mean it was i don't even know how to describe how i don't know how we measure buffalo and but i mean it was it was a big fucking buffalo you know what i mean i mean it was cool so just watching him run around there like it just got me excited as hell for the for the future having the, the getting the kids out and getting oh, yeah. everything yeah it's funny because he cullen will he stares at that turkey picture. He stares at my deer head and the ceiling fan. Those are his. Those are his big three right there. 
deer heads, turkeys, and ceiling fans. Just like his daddy. I was like, just like yeah. his daddy. <laughs> you put a ceiling fan on in front of Evan, that'll keep his ass occupied for two, three hours, no doubt. Dude, does your kid love ceiling fans too? Oh, yeah. I think every, every kid loves every kid loves ceiling fans. Really? Yeah. yeah I didn't notice it with them. my first one. I didn't notice it. My my new one freaking loves ceiling fans. But you got to be careful, a, you know. You can't put them in there too much, otherwise they'll start chewing their heads up. But you know, you got to ease them into it. <laughs> that was like my only fear with Quinn. For some reason, I was like, I just don't want her be, be like a helmet baby because, like, I just let her lay on one side too goddamn long. And that's gonna wear this big old bucket on her head to morph it the way it should be. Rotating her every forty-five seconds. Yeah, I just, <laughs> Like we apologize to every parent listening that has a kid that has to wear a helmet. <laughs> it's a saying, small demographic. I'm not saying you did anything wrong. I'm just saying I was, I was like, oh, fuck, I got to move this fucking kid. It can't be that many. Oh, hell, Derek. I love you, buddy. A simple Someone's man with simple goals. Me and you both. Apparently, ceiling fans and turkeys and deer are the only thing I need to be happy. And you know what? It sounds like a pretty good life to be honest. Yeah, why, why are you beating me down for what makes me happy? <laughs> hey, everybody. We'd like to give a special shout-out to our podcast sponsor, Rack Getter Sense & Lures. Like Hunt, Lift, Eat, Rack Getter Sense is a veteran-owned and operated company with a personal touch. Gerard, their owner, is a former Marine and firefighter who will walk you step-by-step through the buy-in process with a personal touch. I reached out to him and he gave me his personal cell phone number and walked me through his products and the buying experience could not have been more efficient. My favorite product of his is the Hot to Trot Dough and Heat Scent and I use it religiously through the rut with consistent results. Many of our Hunt, Lift, Eat team members are loyal customers of Rack Getter Scents and Lures and we use his products year after year to help them execute in the field. Follow them on their Instagram at Rack Getter Scents 2.0 and check out their products at RackGetterScents.net to start luring in your next big buck. Shit, let's let's recap a little bit about what the last couple of years. I mean, I'd like to hear you guys' perspective because it's, it's you know I obviously have my POV view of all this shit. This being my you know manic, alcohol induced brainchild, but like you know Carter, talk to me about like the experience over the last couple of years with HLE and the podcast and you know hundred episodes. You fucking did half of them at least, if not 70 percent of them. Yeah, man, I'm happy to go first. I uh, I kind of feel like out of the core group here, I was the new guy at one point, and now that that you know idea in my head has shifted as we've added more team members and we've expanded across the country and we've had drops and challenges and podcasts and seminars and all sorts of shit, man. Like now, it's kind of like it's a, it's a daily part of my life now. And I probably don't tell you often enough, but I'm super thankful for this company and this group of folks here. Like I, you know, I never would have had the opportunity to come up for deer camp and hunt with you guys or, you know, chase turkeys in the mountains with, with Perry and shoot one while I'm taking a poop or, you know, goofing around with Derek chasing pigs in Florida. Like none of that stuff would have ever happened without the opportunity to do this. And, you know, the, it's, it's not lost on me, the significance that this company and this podcast in particular for me has, has played in my life. It's given me a lot of opportunities and more importantly, the friendships, which I think is kind of what, you know, has driven this entire 
a process for you, Luke, or at least been a, a driving factor. You know, you always say like selling t-shirts is nice, but you know, building those relationships is what actually matters. And that's been probably the coolest part I've had, you know, from my point of view as the podcast producer, I've had a <laughs> last year. If you run through the list, man, I've talked to some cool fucking people. Oh yeah. Like, like some unbelievable people, right? In a way that your average person wouldn't get the opportunity, right? Like emailing the wild turkey doc at his, like looking up his UGA, you know, professor email and being like, hey, dude, do you want to come on our podcast? And him being like, yes, right? Dr. Mike Chamberlain and him coming on and talking to him about turkeys. He's like the leading expert in the world on wild turkeys. And I got to talk to that guy for like an hour and a half. How cool is that? Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, like, come on. Like, I know that guy from Meat Eater. I've seen that guy on TV. And that guy came on and slammed whiskey with us for like an hour and a half. And we just talked about duck hunting and cooking, man. It was the best. And, you know, Jack Donovan and just like all these amazing people. It's been a really cool, it's added great perspective to my life, I think. Um, I don't love, I didn't love like, I found conversation uh, almost almost like a, a chore beforehand. Like I never knew what to say. So that's been really cool from a personal point of view, like tackling that head on because you have to talk with these people and you want to be interesting and you want them to enjoy the podcast and you need to ask the right questions that they don't get asked all the time. So it's not just a regurgitation of every other podcast they've ever been on. So the strategy behind that, I think, is added some conversational experience that I, I probably lacked before. So that's been great from a, a personal growth point of view. But I think all that together, you know, I probably don't take enough time to step back and think about it, but it's been unbelievably formative to me as an individual over the last year. And, you know, I'm super thankful for the opportunity. And I got an awesome wife who allows me to do this every evening after my day job. And we got a great crew to help put everything together and you know by no means are we the the joe rogan experience but <laughs> fucking trying our best buddy <laughs> <laughs> we're not good but we're good enough you know yeah good enough man <laughs> fucking trying it it's like Derek's sex life and get the job done there's a kid there, but... hey, i'm not the best there is but i'm the best you got so <laughs> <laughs> No, man, I mean, I appreciate that, you know, and it's, you're right about like taking the time to really like reflect, especially now as we get busier and like, you know, we're looking at growth and scale, it's, everything is just nuts. Um, My day to day is insane. I'm on video calls two, three times a day talking to, you know, potential partners or folks we're already working with or, you know, bleeding money into the fucking website overhaul. And so like taking that second to really reflect and think about what this has grown into is wild. I mean, I, I remember when I brought... And it'll just be a good segue into like the other two dipshits that have been with me since birth. But I brought a stack of hats that I sewed the patches, made the patches, sewed them, crooked ass stitching. And like we're just tossing them out and fucking during like a work weekend one time. I was like, I'm gonna take some pictures of you guys. And they looked at me like I had a cock on my forehead. And they humored me and they were like, all right, like what it like, let's go. I don't know what this is, but you know, and it was it was cool, you know, and that's that's how we started was me sewing patches on some hats wanting to just have an excuse to hang out with the boys a little bit more because maybe it turns into something. And then, you know, now it's 
fucking taking the hell off. So it's nuts. Perry, what's your, you were pretty, you know, tied in on the front end of this podcast and obviously been tied in with me for a long time. What's your take on this? Dude, I remember when you, uh, you were first telling me about Carter and you were talking about going down to hunt with him in Georgia, hunt turkeys a few years ago. And I was like, cause you had talked about him for a while. And I was like, man, so how do you know this guy again? I was, you know, I just couldn't remember how you'd met him. He was like, oh yeah, I met him on, on Instagram. And I was like, the fuck? You oh, met sweet, Luke's going to go bang a dude. <laughs> so I was like, you met a, you met, met a dude on social media <laughs> and you're going to go spend a weekend with him hunting turkeys. All right. Like have at it, man. <laughs> But it's like, dude, you fast forward from that and, and dude, I, you know, I feel like Carter's, you know, he's, he's one of us now. He's been up to the farm. Um, like I said, he's, he's taken this, him and Bobby have taken the podcast and run with it. He's you know, you right had, next to you. Dude, he's, I've sat there in the blind watching turkeys screaming up this hill, yelling at him to pinch it off so he can get in there and shoot one. <laughs> like, you know, we've, we've shared it all. We share a lot of things, so. It's it's been awesome, man. We we joked uh, for years about starting a podcast. You know, me and you, whether it be about fantasy football or hunting or that you know, was whatever. the first one was going to be fantasy football. We were, we had it, it all planned out. Oh yeah, and we we're like, you know, you know, and podcasts were just starting to really, really become a thing then. And it was like, you know, on one hand, it was like, who the hell would want to listen to a couple of dumbasses like us talk about anything, let alone let alone fantasy football or, or any of our other goofy interests. But it's crazy uh, to sit here knowing that there's 100 episodes under the belt. Um, like Carter said, man, one of the craziest parts has just been some of the some of the different folks that we've been able to chat with, you know, and, and then even the ones that I haven't been able to connect with, like he mentioned, you know, Mike Chamberlain. That guy is just an absolute um, wealth of knowledge when it comes to a you know, something that, that we all have interest in and, and to know that we actually had, you know, this little, this little group of hillbillies, um, had the opportunity to, 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 to pick his brain, have those types of conversations. It's been a lot of fun to, uh, to see. Um, and it's been a lot of fun to be a part of. So, you know, just another one of your crazy fucking creative ideas that you somehow fumble fucked into reality. It's nuts. Really, we never told you this, but Evan and I actually hashed this entire plan so you make some fucking friends. Sweet. <laughs> Appreciate it. I think all your best friends have come from the HLE team or your fucking birth. It didn't yeah. work. No, it didn't work. It didn't Hashtag work. fuck Barry. Hey, I love Barry. I'll fight anybody yeah, who got, says different. I got Carter, man. I'm, I'm damn grateful for it. <laughs> oh man what about you evan you're been same work weekend threw you a hat you ran over it on the side of the freeway asked for another one (laughs) yeah yeah i mean we definitely are i mean i i am not as 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 involved with hle as the rest of the guys on this podcast right now um but i can say like it it's i'm super proud of you dude i've told you that before and i i mean it like it's I remember busting your balls for taking all these selfies in the deer stand and all these like monologue videos, instructional how to of how to girdle a tree and shit like that. And I mean, it still cracks me up, but I'm going to turn that one into a reel in honor of you. I really, I really wish I would have saved that 
uh, parody video I did about bush hog and making fun of your girdling video. I really should have. It was pretty funny, I got to say. But um, nah, man, I'm super proud of you. Like it's it's uh, we busted your balls, gave you a lot of shit, but you turned it into something pretty impressive. I mean, hundred hundred episodes. It's really something to be proud of. What you've done with the company, the team you've assembled. I mean, it's it's all it's all something to be proud of. If nothing else, I mean, even if if it all went away tomorrow, you could you could hang your hat on it and say that you did some good with it. So I mean, there's there's a lot of merit to that. There's a there's a lot that is said with there's a lot of people out there that will have a good idea and never action it. Right? There's very few people that will follow through with something and actually make something out of it. You know, it's easy to sit there when you're drinking with your buddies and create a good idea, but how many people turns those drunken ideas into something that you can actually action and then create a team and a, honestly kind of a family. I mean, especially with a lot of the guys in HOE that have been there, like Carter, I mean, you're, you know, I, I feel like I've known you longer than I have. We haven't talked a whole lot recently, but it's one of those things like me and Derek, we, we know each other for a long time now. We don't have to talk every day. And it, it, it brings that dynamic. Uh, it's a different dynamic. I'll say that, you know, it's, it's a, it's really cool for me because, you know, I have really good military buddies who are like that. Um, I have childhood friends, but now like there's guys on the HOE team that I've never met in person, but I feel like I know them just because being on podcast or talking to them on the internet or, you know, reaching out to getting their number and asking them a tip about something they know more about me at. Like it's, it's just really cool, man. And so like, like I say, I'm, I'm thankful to be a part of it. I haven't been a huge part of it, but other than trying to, pay a photographer to take some douchey pictures of myself in the gym. You so you can use his marketing and then you get up on the hunting douche Instagram page. <laughs> <laughs> you know, other than you that, always be the official HLE hunting douche. Yeah. I really appreciate that. Luke. Thanks buddy. Nah, I uh, dude. I mean, you're not as plugged in on like the day to day shit, but obviously you've got a fucking baby and then your career is going it's a bit of a time commitment what you do for your day job. So like, you know, but just having the support and then you guys plugging in, coming on the podcast, talking about shit. I mean, it's, I couldn't do all this shit by myself. I mean, and that, I mean, that, you know, really perfectly brings me over to fucking the old West Virginia prodigy over there. <clears throat> I don't even think I ever asked Eric to even like start working. He just was like, Hey, I, I'm doing some shit. Like, you know, and just like took hold and was like, hey, now, you know, we don't have to talk about how it all turned out, but he's like, hey, we got some hoodies and we got some shorts in the works. Like, <laughs> West South. <laughs> we got the shorts and they ended up being badass. It just took about a year and we're still waiting on the fucking hoodies. So we'll we see. We can never get those fucking out. hoodies. They might be dope. <laughs> but no, I mean, it's. You know, it's stuff that I talk to some of these younger guys about is just that, like, figure the fuck out and that initiative of, like, looking around, seeing what needs to be done and, and do it. And that's what Derek's done from the start. And so, you know, Derek, I mean, you've you've seen us go from a bunch of dipshits on a podcast <clears throat> selling some T-shirts to, like, actually the formation of this into a kind of fledgling actual real company, which is kind of wild to even say out loud. Yeah, it kind of blows my mind because, like, you know, when I first started talking to you, I didn't even know you fucking ran a fucking company. I just like, oh, this guy's name's Hunt Lefty. He must like those three things. And, like, we just. No, I think when we started story. talking, that's what it, basically what it was. Yeah. Because that was my Instagram handle before I even started the brand. So I think that when we started talking, you, just like Carter, we were inst Instagram boyfriends before we ever met in person. Yeah. 
I never tongue on box. I never, I never tongue punctured fart box on a turkey blind though. So no, you just did that. And Perry still got that taste in it. I did that in a fucking deer blind. <laughs> it's remember that fun. time, Derek, and that we where you we were on deployment, and you just like walked in. I'm not going to say the location, obviously, but you just walked into where I was, and you were like, "Hey, isn't your brother do that HLE thing?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we knew each other, we knew each other from, you know, when you were a ranger. But you're like, hey, man, wasn't that I seen you on that HLE? Yeah, you. Sure enough. Well, I I kind of knew. I kind of knew to look for you because, like, I was talking to Luke. He's like, yeah, my my cousin's deployed right now. I was like, oh, so you got a beard this rotation? And he's like, yeah. It's like, oh, he might be somewhere around here. Sure enough. It was funny, our, like, sussing each other out, like, OPSEC stuff, like, early on, like, just tr- talking about stuff. Like, I, I remember that, like, vividly. You're like, I was like, yeah, he, yeah, he's not shaving this rotation. Yeah, it was like a little, really a little know, code. Like, no, oh, yeah, anybody can be full, full of shit. shit. Yeah, there's plenty of dudes out there that, like, fucking sell you on who they are and what they've done. And Come to find out Derek was – on the other side of the valley when I got my ass blown up by an Apache. It's <laughs> nice. super nice of them. Yeah, it was. I really appreciate it. Those pilots are nice guys. Uh, hey, boys, we fucked up your ammo and water drops, but uh, here's some 40 Mike Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Straight into the wall that Evan was fucking leaned up against. Yeah. Oh, hell. No, that's funny, though, because, like, the whole time Derek's like sniffing me out thinking, who is this guy? He's bullshit. Then turned to come to find out he knew me, but like Luke didn't name drop me. Yeah. Know? Or maybe he did. You just didn't remember. I don't remember exactly how this. Nah, story I don't think he fun. did. He just said you're doing EOD. And then like, I saw you over there. I was like, Oh fuck. I know this guy. I know that white trash son bitch. <laughs> I know that white trash. I've, smell- I've seen the Joe s- dirt beer before. <laughs> we can smell our own. I know that trash. <laughs> That's the guy who sees squirrels have sex in the woods. There's <laughs> Oh, there's a guy wearing cut off jean shorts and a multi cam <laughs> tank top it's... with camo crocs and a, and a glock on his hip. It's... Yeah, that's gotta be Luke's cousin. <laughs> it's fucking twenty it's twenty degrees out and this guy's wearing jorts. Yeah, yeah. that's Luke's cousin. Yeah. He's drinking Jim Beam out of a red solo cup and 10 30 in the morning <laughs> he just told me he liked to party and ran outside it's fucking weird oh man shit but yeah Derek. before evan you know went on his little screeching thing there <laughs> finish your thought <laughs> fuck you luke <laughs> i mean it's been a wild ride because like I'm the last person that ever needs to run a business. And here I am running one and helping you with another. And it's just been, it's been fun as shit. Just like figuring shit out. Cause that's what I like to do. I just like, no matter what it is, like whether it's like making a knife or fucking making tables for the house or, you know, like I just like trying to figure out something new and every day with this is, is something new. And uh, the group of, of people that you put together has been really uh, a nice change of pace too. It's, it's like everybody else has said, like I, you instantly almost feel like you know them as soon as you 
talk to them. And there's plenty of dudes that I haven't met in person yet that I like feel pretty close to just from like our interactions on the team page and like in our group chats and shit. Like, even though like I've never seen Bobby in person in real life, uh, but like, I feel like me and Bobby are pretty good friends just because of the interactions that we have like almost weekly. Um, this has been a, a fun and learn and, and learning experience. Like I, I just feel like it's made me a better hunter. Um, just sitting back and trying to sponge as much knowledge from everybody in the group as, as possible, you know, and I, I get a lot out of it. So I'm just stoked to be part of it. Yeah, it's been a fucking ride for sure. And, you know, and I, it still blows me away. The, the folks that we have involved with this, like it's, it's nuts, you know, the caliber of person is just, I forced Gump my way into is like I say of like something about being passionate about hunting and lifting fitness, caring about, you know, nutrition and stuff you put in your body just as that those three things attract a certain type of person. You know, even like when we did our team interviews, there's very few people that were not a good fit. You know, when we did went through and interviewed a hundred folks and it's, it's a cool fucking thing and taking the staff and cream rises to the top. And what you're talking about, like just the, the figuring it, figuring out, that's what I, you know, for all you, especially you young, younger folks that we have a lot of younger uh, fellows that listen to this podcast. Like that's the number one trait as a young man coming up in this world, just having the ability to figure it the fuck out when your boss tells you to do something, when somebody tells you to do something, not going there and asking a hundred fucking questions, you got a supercomputer in your goddamn hand. We started this entire company off YouTube and Google and a bunch of figure it the fuck out. And, you know, that's what we did. I mean, when we did, we ran, and I'll never forget this because we were talking about it. We kept going back and forth on a podcast and I was like, fuck it. I'm going to throw up a survey. If 20 people say they want to listen to us bullshit, you know, or maybe I said 10, I don't remember what, whatever the low number was, you know, and then we had over a hundred people respond to the survey saying they wanted to hear a podcast. Three weeks later, we dropped the first episode. You know, and it was that and that comes with practice is, you know, the took me a long time to la- really launch HLE with any sort of financial commitment. But once you kind of get past that initial hump with anything, you know, the fear goes away and then you just do it and you figure it the fuck out as you go. And if our dumb asses can do this, anybody that's listening to this can do it. I promise because we didn't know a goddamn thing. When I started my Instagram page to actually give a shit about it, I had like. I had no followers. The only reason I created an Instagram was that this is like no bullshit. So there was a little bit of like history to show I was a real person when I was meeting Tinder chicks because I was in my early 20s. It's the only reason I had Instagram. And then I took it from there, learned how to do Instagram. Caroline, Caroline loves that part. Yeah, she, I mean, this was pre-Caroline, you know. I was the uh, I was the old, as uh, <laughs> fucking uh, Brett Kreischer, I was the stallion. She was the settler, fucking Ricketts tamed me put the put the bridle on me it's <laughs> a joke i was more of like a fucking broken old you were an old, old broodmare is what you were broken down by life <laughs> he was he was a damn donkey is what he was, he was yeah. oh shit i was a i was a donkey put out to pasture no but one of them miniature horses little stumpy thing yeah just learning this shit and figuring it out going and running with it and here we are fucking two years in 100 episodes in it's fucking wild i think the crazy thing i always think about is like people will spend 50 60 grand on a college education but won't 
take 10 grand to fucking bet on themselves and the business they want to start. Just fucking go out and send it. Like if you lose it, you lose it. But at least you gave it a shot. You know, like the worst thing to do is sit back and think like I should, I should have done this in my twenties. Well, fuck it. You didn't do it in twenties. Like start it now. If you, if you like doing it, fucking figure it out, man. There's, there's ways to do all of the shit that you want to do. It, I mean, it takes planning and prioritization, um, but you can figure it the hell out. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this was an actual conversation with Caroline and I, right? Like, you know, she's by nature is a lot less accepting of risk than I am. Clearly, I'm pretty aggressive on, you know, when I decide I'm going to do something, I go out and I'll, I'll fucking do it. And she was had a lot of mixed feelings early on. on and by mixed feelings, I mean, she did not want to do it <laughs> to start this fucking stupid apparel company. And a lot of people would have, you know, in, in my life would have probably backed her up and been like, what the hell? I mean, there was like people in our family who were just like, what the hell is this guy doing? This doesn't make any sense. And, you know, uh, but you're talking about the education piece. Like I just put $25,000 cash. I paid, I had some deployment money. I bought her forerunner, didn't blink. But then the idea of spending a couple grand on a sewing machine, blank hats, a website was like this whole thing of like, we're just going to lose all this money. And people at the drop of a fucking hat will buy a car, a truck, and spend $100,000 over the course of the, that loan. Something that we know and you know when you buy it is going to go down to zero value. But then you're, we're too scared to go out and chase something that we want to do. If you go out and the way I looked at starting this company, it was if I lose all the money, that's you know six grand, I think, is kind of what my initial investment was. If I lose $6,000, it's a hell of a lot cheaper than going to business school. And how much did I learn about actually starting the business by starting and learning and having it fail? And then that's the worst case. Best case, it turns into this fucking shit show where you bring in a bunch of dumb hillbillies and you drink a little too much on a podcast and talk to some super cool people, you know, like that's, that's the upside of it. So I, I definitely think that, you know, if you're listening to this, it's not that everybody being an entrepreneur is not for everybody. And I fully acknowledge that. Like I have something that isn't like some wires aren't touching the right way. Cause I, I should have more aversion to some of the risks that I take than I do, but it's called you know, look. yeah, I, I'm definitely on the spectrum in some ways, <laughs> no doubt. Cause like, yeah, it, shit that should bother me really doesn't with that. And, uh, but some of that's with practice, right? And you build confidence and you get wins and then you start having like true belief in your, I would have never, I remember being terrified the first time I placed the big, the big order for just $10,000 was the, like our biggest apparel order when we were actually expanded into that. And I was just freaking out. And I don't know, basically Thursday before we went up to CBA, I drove down to the old springs trailer here awesome experience if you're in colorado springs you need a cargo trailer roll down there ten thousand dollar trailer on the credit card fuck it let's go business credit card not my personal but like let's just run it let's get the trailer we need it and like you just you get desensitized then you start to have confidence in what you're doing and it's like okay yeah i can we're gonna make that back in fucking four or five shows like it's gonna be fine no problems like you know it's a learned skill taking risk, accepting risk, you know, mitigating that risk, but you got to take that first leap. And that's the hardest one. 
it's just like buying an investment property. Like Evan, you know that. Like you buy that first one, and then you're like, oh fuck it, I didn't die, I didn't go bankrupt. Like let's go from there. I can buy a couple more. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like everything you said there. It's good for someone who's listening to this and looking for maybe a little jump start to something. But if if not, I mean, every everyone can take something from that. There's like I said, man. There's there's something to be said for what you've done. It's it's good shit. It really is. It's positive. I mean, there's. I don't think there's a negative thing to say about it, except for that one dickhead who said we're a bunch of big money posers. But at the end of the day, we got a lot of laughs out of that. So that was still a positive, you know. Oh, we get way more hate than that. I just don't even engage anymore. I just <laughs> delete, block, and go about my day. I, I don't have time nor the bandwidth. The biggest one is that uh, we're a bunch of Cam Haynes wannabes. And I'm like, what about me th- makes you guys think that I want to run a fucking marathon? I signed up for that one time. I tore my quad and I was relieved when I tore my fucking quad that I didn't have to run the marathon. <laughs> Fuck that. Luke's so, got like yeah, six I mean, inch strides. That's, he ain't running that's a whole other thing. Yeah, dude, I fucking hate running. You're going to get shit. You're going to get hate. Like it, it's wild. I mean, the hunting community, like I get way more shit from other hunters than I do from vegans. Um, we'll get vegans, but you know, it, that's expected. It's wild to me. I think that's infighting. Like we, we, I would say most of the, like you look at military pages, right? Most of the people that are shit talking military pages are military people. You know what I mean? Like you, you tend to critique what you know. So yeah, that's that's fair for sure. And it's, it's one of those things. I mean, yeah, we eat our own in all aspects and it's a fucking problem. Um, It doesn't help with anything we're doing. I mean, there's a lot of shit. I think we don't do that much. I mean, sure, some do. <laughs> the most shit we got was when I posted the picture of you guys all with your pants around your ankles taking a piss. Holy shit. There's a lot of insecure dudes out there. One dude was like, I was going to join. I was looking at joining the team, but this shit's fucking gay. And I was like, bro, if taking a piss with your pants around your ankles next to your buddy was your line, like you weren't going to last long anyways. I promise yeah. you that. Not with this crew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. See, that, that uh, makes me laugh. Yeah, dude, that shit's hilarious. And that's, you know, you, you just got to tune tune out all the nonsense and, you know, have those blinders on. Figure you think out that's you, you should see the pictures that Derek sends me daily. Yep. Just butthole pics. Now that is gay. <laughs> you know, I never knew there could be so many different angles of a man's butthole, but by God, he's talented with the camera. I don't want to, I don't want to, I, I got to keep it interesting for you. Carter's actually his photographer. Seven pictures every time. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm good for. Seven. That's my limit. But they're really good seven. You know? The I magnificent seven, one might say. Payment bush light. It works out fine, man. Everybody wins. Well, shit, boys. We're rolling up on just past an hour here. And uh, if you guys, listeners, have made it this long, we appreciate it fucking real old school here. If you liked our early content, this one is definitely reminiscent of that. Um, but let's do a, uh, let's do a quick around the horn and kind of get everybody's closing comments and thoughts. And, you know, it's kind of, as we celebrate hundred fucking episodes here, what do you got Perry? I uh, dude, it's, it's been a blast, man. I was thinking about while, uh, while Derek was talking there, you know, hell, one of the things Derek did was, was start the book club and, you know, it's just for the team members, right? everyone that wants to read the book for the month hop on a, a zoom chat 
and discuss it. We had one the other night. Um, what the book was Tribe. Um, ah, who's the author of that book? Sebastian Younger, I think is his yep. name. Is that right? Yep. Great, great book for anybody out there. And it and it really kind of embodies a lot of the things that, that we've been talking about here um, and have been talking about for the last hundred episodes, right? Like, yeah, there's been plenty of these where it's just been a, a drunken kind of, you know, shooting from the hip, telling stories, cutting up. But, you know, one of the themes of, of the, uh, of the, I would say from the very beginning of, of these hundred episodes has been kind of this, this, um, this tribal aspect, this community aspect. Um, and it's, that's, you know, I think that's going to be the point of emphasis going forward. So, um, it's been fun to see, definitely glad to be a part of it and, um, looking forward to getting down to, to Rome here in a few weeks and keeping it going. You boys get your ass up to the mountains for Turkey season. Hell yeah. Well said. What do you got, Derek? I would just say don't burden people with your fucking problems when they're just trying to be nice. That's that's my <laughs> recap. Nobody wants to hear your bullshit. I'm a stranger. I'm a stranger. I don't give a fuck how your day is. Just tell me fine and keep rolling and then have some balls and go out and do what the fuck you want to do. Figure out what you got to change in your life to make it happen. Oh, man, that is great. He's a modern day fucking Socrates. Isn't he? I was just about to say, it's like, it's like a real Aristotle over here. <laughs> just dropping trailer park. You got nah, man, I'm just, again, I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm not, uh, you know, me and you've had talks about my involvement and in HLE and you, you know, I'm always going to have your back. I'm always going to support it. I'm always going to buy the gear and I'll be here on the podcast and I'll, you know, go take, hunting douche pictures for you as much as I can, but I, I'm just, I'm happy to be part of the team. Always will be, man. Always support the brand. It's just been good. It's been a lot of fun. I'm, I've been busting Carter's balls because he hadn't had me on the podcast in a while. So Carter, this is a, a little personal dig at you. Get me back on here. Talk about some turkeys, man. But uh, no, nah, oh, man, yeah. it's good to be back. It's good to be back. I've had a lot of fun tonight. It's good to, it's good to talk to you boys. Should have slept through the last episode, dummy. I know I did. <laughs> That's the most Evan shit ever. Yeah, like Evan's bitching about not being on the podcast. Had one scheduled and fucking slept through it. I was asleep on the couch. But to be fair, I had messaged Carter to you know, but, hey man, I should get back on the podcast. But yeah, I, did, I absolutely did. Guilty as charged. Side effects of that newborn lifestyle. You know, I was I was dead to the world by fucking eight o'clock at night. <laughs> Nah, but it's, it's good to be back on here, guys. I appreciate it. Absolutely, dude. Glad to have you back. It's been fun to catch up with you shitheads. Carter, host, co-host. What do you got, dude? Uh, I mean, not a whole lot, man. I just want to say thank you to you, Luke, for the last year, man. This has been a massive part of my life. So thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for trusting me and Derek and Perry, when you when you left, it's not lost on me. When you handed over the keys to the castle, and you were like, "See you later," and we were like, "All right, let's figure it out." Um, so I appreciate it, I really do. And uh, thank you to our listeners. I mean, for putting up with me and not sending in enough complaints to get me fired or replaced over the last year. It's been fifty-two episodes. 
on Thursday and 52 episodes on Tuesday, which is not insignificant. So I appreciate the fuck out of everybody who listens to this podcast. So thank you. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've come a long way. We're not even scratching the surface of what we're going to do. We're fixing a lot of shit right now. Massive website overhaul. We've overhauled the entire team structure. That's why I've had a lot. I've had several emails recently of folks asking about the team. For those that don't know what the team is, the team is our version of a brand ambassadorship, but I fucking hate that term. Um, I hate fields that I don't like how the industry as a whole does that. And so we kind of flip the model upside down. And this is about a group of folks coming together and making each other better, uh, holding each other accountable. We do monthly seminars. We've got a book club. Uh, we just split our, we're growing to the point where we just split it down into regions. So every, the United States and Canada is split into eight regions total. You got regional leadership now established and we're about to like take this shit to the whole next level. Um, I'm really excited for that. So if you guys are interested in that, definitely keep your eye out. We'll be, except we're uh, putting out applications here probably within the next three, four weeks. Um, it's going to be a massive, massive uh, kind of push for us is really expanding the team because it's huge. Uh, there is a, a monetary piece to it. There's dues, 25 bucks a month. I made it less than the cost of a case of beer these days. And there's a couple reasons for that. One, we're a young company. We need a little bit of cash flow. We need some you know, money coming in to be able to support our growth. But the other thing is, is you know, a lot of times, and, and I would say most times in, in my experience, and I think you know, Carter DM with the team for the past year will attest to this, is like, if you don't pay, you won't pay attention. You need to have that mindset of how you're investing in yourself and that you're willing to put a little bit of skin in the game. And you know, like, if you just had a gym membership and you weren't paying for it, like how many times did you go to the gym? When you know you're paying for that shit, you're going to go a little bit more, right? It's the same thing. Showing up to the seminars, doing the book club, doing the readings, having the discussions, doing the self-improvement, doing the hard work. Like, that is what this shit's about. And if we just handed it out, nobody would be involved. So that's, you know, that's a big question we get with it. But I'll, total transparency on the front end of, of what this is. But, you know, if you're interested in that, definitely keep an eye out on the website and the Instagram. We'll be launching uh, applications, like I said, in a couple of weeks. Very very stoked for the way forward with that. Um, it's honestly been life changing for me. And I don't say that like lightly, the team keeps me accountable. It points out all my bullshit, all my, I have a laundry list of shit. I got to fix in my own life. Right. When I have to sit here and talk to folks on the team or I got to be, be, you know, I should be the example of all this stuff that I'm not doing. Right. And so to me, it's, it's the same shit. It's that reflection. It's the mirror. It's having this community that holds me accountable. Um, as the guy who started it all. And so, you know, that's what we expect for everybody. And it's, it's great. You know, we got guys like, you know, Derek's not going to be afraid to, to let you know what's up, tell you that you're fucked up somewhere and you need to get to fix yourself. And that's what this whole thing is about. T-shirts are cool. Apparel's cool. That's helping us grow. We're growing that side. We've got the fitness programs. We're growing that side. We're actually in a beta for some virtual online coaching. Like we're just overhauling everything we're doing across the board with this company. And I couldn't do it without the support of our staff, the folks that are on payroll, the folks that aren't on payroll, that are just volunteering as staff, the the guys that come on that are regulars on the podcast, Perry, Evan, help out whenever they can, come work events. You know, all this stuff is just absolutely phenomenal. And, you know, we couldn't do it without any of them. And then ultimately we couldn't do it without you guys, the listeners, 
our customers, the ones that are out there spending money on our gear, who's supporting us, shouting us out on Instagram, all that means an absolute ton. So just like truly from the bottom of my heart, I want to thank you guys. Um, it's humbling. I have imposter syndrome with this shit every single day. And I, I just can't articulate enough like how proud I am of what we're building here uh, with this company. And it's definitely not me. It's it's the community as a whole. So thank you guys. Um, I appreciate the hell out of every single one of you.